everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Listen, if you live in the state of Texas, and, and don't forget, Texas is the center of the universe. I don't care where you are, and everybody's trying to move here. You know it's the truth. At least for now, Texas is the greatest state. Um, we'll see how that turns out in the next five years after all you folks from California move here. But if you live in the state of Texas, there's something amazing that you have an opportunity to to take advantage of that a lot of folks don't realize. If you live in a deregulated area and you're not signed up for energyogre.com, you are making a mistake. If you're in a deregulated area, if you're with a co-op or something like that, and a lot of cities in Texas have co-ops, then you've got to – you're not. You're out. You can't. You you need to move. You need to move to a deregulated area. Well, you've already basically. got a good deal if you're in a co-op. Well, ish. It's not everybody feels like their co-op deal is a great deal. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're in a deregulated area, that means you have the choice to choose who your electric provider is. You need to go to energyogre.com. That's ogre like Shrek. O g r e energyogre.com. <laughs> And you need to put in your zip code. It's $10 a month. They won't even let you sign up if they can't save you money. That's a great deal. And if you use uh, promo code WATCHCHAD, you'll get some free months in there and some great deals. So go to energyogre.com, sign up, use promo code WATCHCHAD. I promise you, what's the most we – I mean, we pay like, what, 80 90 bucks a month for our the, – The cheapest we've ever paid was $67. Yeah. But, I mean, we used to have three, $400 power bills. We did, yes. And now we can – like, now if $120 comes in, we're like, what – What's wrong? What's happening? Who who left the door open? Yeah. So Energy Ogre, you'll admit, mm-hmm. my beautiful wife, Jade, now you get the opportunity to see her live and in color, not just sitting around the kitchen table. table. You can see yeah. her right here in Studio 22. Yeah. How do you feel about this studio? I like it. This is your first time in here. Tell it me your is. first impressions. Um. Well, you had described it as possibly being overwhelming, and I think that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of cool stuff here. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Arthur, my manager... Uh, he called and said, it's too busy. You got heads on the floor. You got heads sticking out <laughs> everywhere. You got stuff going on. There's guitars. I don't know where to look. And I'm like, settle down with your ADD, old man. This place <laughs> looks good. Old. He's old. He's 107, but he's smart. But uh, we love him. But he, he likes to complain. I, I'm like, Arthur, you haven't even paid attention. You haven't listened to a podcast in a year. But now that you can see it, yeah, he's watching it. We had somebody who said, well, I don't understand now you're doing these hour-long videos. We don't like those. People, everybody was asking. They wanted to see the podcast. Okay, let me explain to you about a podcast. Let me explain to you, first of all, what it is. Podcast, and I have so many people over the last year who have said, we've been loving your podcast. What they were referring to were my little three-minute vignettes Uh in the truck. That's not a podcast. A podcast is something you subscribe to. It's like... It's like the 21st century version version of radio. Right. You can stop it. You can fast forward it. You can back it up. Listen to it anytime you want. It's a radio show on demand. But you got to subscribe for it. You get it for free, uh, typically. And hopefully, we have sponsors. There were people who said you have too many commercials in your podcast. Well, that's what keeps it free for you. That's right. But what do you think about the idea of? doing the entire podcast via video like this. I, I, I think it's great. I do too, because so many people were asking for it when we didn't do it that way. And they would still tell us, well, I watched your podcast. I'm not sure what they were watching. <laughs> but yeah. I, maybe they were watching the little videos that you would post just for the first two or three minutes. But after that, there was nothing to see. Now you can see the whole thing. We've got our director, Mark, 
in studio over here. We we actually we have him mic'd up. Say hello to everybody, Mark. There he hey, is. Hey everybody, you can hear me now. And you can see Sean <laughs> back over there behind him. Sean Foster, uh, co-producer of my Humor Me show on Blaze TV. Jason's on here. Well, he's going to be on a future episode talking about the body butter Metro section. Metro Jason. <laughs> everybody's everybody's referring to him now. He hates that, <laughs> but I actually kind of like it. It's, Party foul Steve sitting in the studio. Say hello, Steve. Hello, I'm in the house. And then, of course, we got uh, my stepson, Brandon. He's here. Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. So we got a little party going on here at Studio 22. We got the Redneck Riviera whiskey. You can see it back there behind me. We got Silent Herbert, the dead deer. Uh, he's sitting over my shoulder. He, he's got a microphone, but he rarely says anything. <laughs> but you like the video thing. I like the studio. It's fun. It's just yeah, it laid back. and chill and we can talk about any and everything there were people who said get to the comedy we want the comedy well maybe we'll maybe we will and maybe we won't we just like to look at life true you know so you got to admit let's tell them the story the the evolution of the chad prather show so i had this brilliant idea last year i said you need to be on the podcast oh yeah and you fought it didn't you oh i did you said there's no way you say because you didn't want to be in front of a microphone. No, I did not. And now, <laughs> and you still don't really care for it a lot, do you? I'm not a big fan, no. Yeah. So we were doing. We did the video uh, about faith. So our recent show was about crisis of faith right. on Humor Me on Blaze TV, and we put the little vignette of you and I sitting on the couch talking about your experience with the church and things like that. And there were a lot of people who came to me and said, why are you trying to convert your wife? That's mean. You should just let your wife. And I'm like, I don't even know what video y'all watched based off of that. But this has been something I've tried to convert you to. And that is using the microphone <laughs> yes. and getting in front of a camera because everybody loves you. And drop your humility for a second and admit it. <laughs> I, I almost want to tell her, is, can you get her good? Is the microphone interface enough? Is it close enough? Okay, good, because I really like to put the pressure on her. I want I that know, microphone usually, right there. Usually when you guys can't see us the whole time, he's like, closer, closer. <laughs> These are better microphones, though. These are, but, but I like basically the microphone. I was eating the microphone at home. Well, you almost have to with those <laughs> Shure 58s. Those, I mean, you have to get right into them. But, like, I like the microphone the distance from your face because you're pretty and you can see your face. So that's nice. See, look at that. You can see your face. Aw, <laughs> look at you. I think there's plenty of people that like to see your pretty face. Oh, well, I mean, hey, what's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. I don't know. We're still getting used to it. I, I got I got a return uh, screen monitor now. I can, I can actually see, you know, what we're doing. But anyway, <laughs> you joined the podcast and what happened? Immediately, the podcast was the top 25 podcast in the country. I mean, that's not really that big of a surprise after I would join. (laughs) (laughs) But video made a big difference because we did little five, ten minute snippets of the video and you were on there. Mm -hmm. What do you think about, um, let's get into it. What do you think about this whole Jussie Smollett? Oh, no. (laughs) I want your opinion on it. Well, you know, I I think it frustrates me. And And, you know, it makes me mad. There's already so much going on as it is, but then for somebody to go and make something up and for it to completely be wrong to go from from these white guys and these MAGA hats to completely not and they're totally African guys. I don't I don't I don't get that, but to yeah. just to put some hate out there and it seems like they're the ones that are always telling us we hate, we hate, we hate, but then they totally made it up and they're the one hating. So a month ago, just to fill everybody in, a month ago, I didn't know who Jesse Smollett was. Did anybody in the room know? Did you, anyone? No one knew. No one knew who Jesse Smollett was. So apparently he's a singer and an actor. He's on the show Empire. Right. 
Um, I never watched the show Empire, I, but I don't really watch a lot of TV, no, so no. I didn't, you know. Um, and on January 29th, he says he went to the subway, 2 a.m., it's 15 below in Chicago, and all of a sudden two white guys wearing uh, ski masks and red Make America Great Again hats mm-hmm. attacked him, screaming, this is MAGA country, put a noose around his neck, and uh, poured an unknown chemical substance they assumed was bleach on his body. He uh, reported that. Right. Long story short, he reported that. And then there was just too many sketchy things about it. And that, that's why there was the, – the story, it just didn't cast – it cast so much doubt because they were they, – they, police showed up and he still had the rope around his neck. He wasn't bruised. He wasn't abrased. There was no mm-hmm. sign of injury, nothing like that. And so it was just – the, the the physical facts didn't match up right. with the deal, but he stuck with the story. And so they began to investigate and ev- investigate, and apparently two men showed up on a security camera, and he said, yes, I'm willing to testify that those were the men that attacked me. Mm-hmm. Then he found out that it was his two Nigerian buddies, and he said, I'm not willing to testify against them. Right. Okay. So – what that tells me, and this is what pisses me off, is here's a guy who was willing to testify. Let's say two white guys were walking down the street at 2.15, 3 o'clock in the morning in Chicago. He was willing to testify against two completely innocent dudes right. had they fit the mold of the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. And, and I don't care if you're black, white, green, yellow. I don't care what color your skin is. But he was going to testify against two innocent guys. He was willing to do that to keep up with his narrative. So then – uh, they interview. They pick up the brothers, uh, the Nigerian brothers who had just taken a visit to Nigeria. They pick them up at the airport on the way back, and they come in, and Chicago police talk to them, and they say, yeah, he paid us money yep. to stage the whole thing. So they get released, and now uh, Jussie's, in, Jussie's in trouble. Jussie's, Jussie's, but I thought he's still sticking by his story. He, he is sticking by his story. He lawyered up big time. Okay. And his lawyers are now speaking on his behalf, saying that, you know, he's even more hurt now. Well, well, now the amazing thing is so you take guys like uh, Cory Booker, Cory Booker, who now says, I'm withholding anything. I'm not going to make any judgment on it until um, there's further evidence and there's further. But Cory Booker had no problem coming to Jesse's defense on the day after it happened and saying, oh, this there must be justice for Jesse. Right. And the same with Nancy Pelosi, who came out and put a, a tweet out talking about the same thing about hate crimes and against, uh, you know, minorities and LGBTQ, RZ, whatever it is. And now that tweet, as of this morning, has been deleted. You guys know that? I did not. Nancy know deleted her tweet. Mysteriously has disappeared. But you know, that whole situation's upsetting, period. When I first heard about it, about it, it, it upset me too. I don't want anybody to get beat up. You know, all, well, of, all even, of that is unacceptable no matter. Who is who? So even African-American leaders have come out, and I think it was one of the heads of the NAACP. Well, it might not have been the NAACP, but anyway, I read it this morning. I could look it up, so don't quote me on that. But one of one of uh, the African-American community's leaders came out and said, this guy made a huge mistake because he could have really caused a race war over something that didn't happen. Well, I think that's what he was trying to do. And Well, you know, I, what I think is – in. And our friend Allie Stuckey, she tweeted something that was very close to my feelings on this. So so give her credit there. You can go see her tweet. But when you create a, an environment where you so glorify victimhood that you're willing to create a victim status by making up a situation so that people will identify you as a victim, 
we're glorifying the wrong things. We right. really are. Mm-hmm. Um, there are hate crimes that happen. There are hate crimes against minorities. There are hate crimes against sexual orientations. There are all those things that actually do exist. We shouldn't be making it up. I agree. Jason, have you ever experienced a hate crime against your metrosexuality? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Um, only, only with y'all. <laughs> You mean with just Chad? Other than that, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. I live in Dallas, so so it's full of full of uh, the metros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're a great representation of the metro community, my friend. You you really well, are. Thank you. <laughs> I can't tell you. So we just got back from. We were in um, San Angelo, Texas. It was a lot. We spent a lot of time in the van together. It was a lot of time. Me. Vince Moreno, uh, got to give a shout out to Party Foul Steve, who did virtually all the driving on these miles. Jason, Sean, we we were in this conversion van. I yep. even paid extra money so you guys could have satellite TV, and, and uh, we never we never could get it to work. Nope. So that, if that guy comes back and he says something about that handle on that seat that got broken, <laughs> I'm going to tell him his satellite didn't work. So who knows? <laughs> I want to discount. I hope he doesn't watch the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You just admitted to breaking exactly. No, it was broken. I don't. I don't know how Sean did it, but it was broken. We'll blame the black guy. Okay, great. We blame Sean. (laughs) He came forward. (laughs) Hey, hey! Don't start lying, Jesse Sean Smullett. That's true. Golly, Sean Jesse Foster. (laughs) (laughs) Two white guys jumped on board and broke the handle. guys on the bus <laughs> i think y'all it. all came back metrosexual there was only two white guys on the bus i don't there see was color jason <laughs> and vince hernandez and moreno let me tell you something you were still the minority i was still the minority <laughs> i feel jesse you were the only jamaican on board you were it man so no we, we went to san angelo texas and then we went to wichita falls and then we went to Salina, Kansas, and then all the way back. And, and by the end of it, it was really just kind of a blur for me. And I, I, I feel for you guys having to just deal with the constant abuse. Most of it comes from Vince, because Vince just know, doesn't know how to leave people alone, you know. <laughs> but Vince Moreno, uh, we had a blast. It was there were there were three successful shows, and you know who knows. I, I, I don't foresee us doing the van thing. That's hard. That's a lot of miles, dude. You know? I didn't mind it. I mean, I think we got good content. The stuff that we got from the trip for television, yeah. for Humor Me, is going to be great. I think we had a lot of fun. It's just, it's compact. It's tight. But it's. I think it's, it's a story. It's it's you traveling on the road. I mean, I would love the bus again. Yeah, the bus was great. I'm not going to mind that if you were like, hey, we got a bus. But, I mean, the van was fine. I think we all, you know, we got what we did and we yeah. got some great content. We had, we had a good time. And we hate why, each other at the this, end of the trip. And this is why, well, fortunately, we love each other. That's a beautiful thing. Like, I couldn't imagine, and I'm not being facetious. I, I can't imagine traveling like we do with, with any other three men, three grown men, like I do as consistently with you guys. So <clears throat> I love it, and I appreciate you guys because we really are a team, and we put together a great product in the show Humor Me and with everything we do. But I, I want to bring that up because uh, – uh, the show Humor Me on Blaze TV, you need to get it. You need to get blazetv.com slash Chad. You can go get it. And it tells a story. Whatever we're talking about. So we've talked about masculinity. We've talked about people that get offended. We've talked about um, religion. We've talked about 
What's coming up? The next generation and, and kind of that millennial. Yeah, we got millennials coming up next with Ali, possibly yeah. Roman millennial. We just we have a lot. We have good stuff coming. Yeah, we, we got a lot of guns. topics. And there's no topic off limits. That's what I love about it. There's no topic that's off limits. So we're going to talk about everything. And so, uh, and then next week we go to Washington D.C. We're at CPAC. Uh, watch out, ladies! You watch out, girls! Watch out, girls! Metro I'm bringing Sexual Jason, Jason the Metro <laughs> Hernandez up there to see you guys. And uh, CPAC gets interesting. There's no question about it. But we we put a snippet of a uh, part of the show on faith, <clears throat> and it, sometimes if you pull all all out of context and you put it on Facebook, so the Reverend Harold B. Swindle made uh, his debut appearance on Facebook. And we knew what that was going to do. We knew what was going to happen. We knew about 20% of the people who watched that were going to just get royally ticked off. Jade, you you knew. Oh, I knew. Yeah, you knew. I knew exactly what yesterday was going to hold. Yeah, and we got it. Now, I have made a living stirring things up, causing conversation to happen. Now, I don't think there's anybody in this room doesn't love the character Harold Swindle. I mean, it's... It's great. And yeah. if you if you take a step back and you watch the whole thing without without reacting right away, just yeah. watch it. Just listen to the jokes, just see the humor in it. I mean the intro says spirit and it's a dollar sign. It's <laughs> and there's a dove with a hawk scream. Like just clearly it's gonna be humorous. Just take a step back. I, I get I respect your religion, I respect what you wanna do, but Take a step back and just look at the humor yeah. in it. We're not making fun. We didn't say anything about Jesus Christ or God or anything. We didn't go that far. Or You didn't read any real scripture right. at all. Right. So just take a step back and just look at the humor before you just react. I mean, as soon as you posted it, I said, oh, my gosh. I told my wife, I was like, babe, it's going to be insane today from the responses. And yeah. people were just people were losing their mind. Yeah. You did it on a Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after everybody had already written their checks for their... Offering. <laughs> well, well, here were the here were the uh, here was the bulk of the responses that came back. So, how dare you use my Bible? Uh, uh, how dare you make fun of Jesus? How dare do you make fun of preachers? Uh, how dare you make fun of tithing and all those things? We 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 didn't make fun of any of that. Uh, as you guys know, my faith is important to me. Um, I, I'm not going to mock my own faith. But I, but it is a testimony to what I believe are charlatans that have capitalized off the church for a lot of years. And there are people who have bought into that hook, line, and sinker and have kind of jumped in to that thinking that is the norm. Well, listen, I'm a guy who has traveled with the church to a lot of third world countries, and I can tell you that – I can tell you firsthand the damage that that type of quote-unquote Christianity has done to believers in third world countries. It's not good. So I, for one, am calling it out because I don't, I don't like it. I think, it's, I think it's charlatanism. And I'm not saying that churches and ministries – I'm not saying all preachers are bad. And I'm not saying all TV preachers are bad. And I'm not saying that churches don't need finances and ministries don't need finances to exist and to function and to be successful. They do. There's biblical precedents for that. There's biblical verses that say you should do those things. But we took the extreme, and we've all seen the extreme. So I like the character Harold Swindle. I think he makes a point. He got people talking. And, you know, so 85 90% of the people got the character. They got the character. But you, the point I was going to make is if you watch the full episode that contains the Harold Swindle bit, if you watch the full episode of Humor Me, you get the full story from beginning and end. Right. 
we tell the whole story because there were people who kept saying, well, if you had just gotten in the truck afterwards and just kind of summarized what you did with Harold Swindle and put it on there, we'd all be okay. And I'm like, if you just if you just subscribe to blazetv.com <laughs> slash Chad and use promo code Chad when you sign up for $10 off your annual subscription, I wouldn't have to explain that crap. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's my roundabout way of saying you got to sign up. And then I love our buddy Kevin Wade, who I'm going to – Kevin came to the show in which Falls. I'm going to get Kevin on the show. He doesn't want to do it, but I'm going to make him do it. I'm going to I'm going to twist his arm just like I have with you, babe. And well, uh, I haven't done a whole lot yet. You haven't. We're going to. But we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> and so we're going to. Uh, but I'm going to get him on here. And he jumped on there and he said the exact same thing. He said, "You got to watch the. You got to watch the whole episode to get the context." Yeah. For it. Yeah. It is funny. It is funny. It's it's really funny at the end of the humor me. Yeah. It is. Well, you'll be seeing more of, <laughs> of, of the characters. We've got characters, even more characters to come. We took Trigger to Bose and released him at the Walmart in Wichita Falls. Yeah, you sent me some footage. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing at that. work. So what do you think? Uh, how controversial do you want to be? What did you tell me before we started? That I'm a professional outside You're, of here. Tell me about how that's going. It's going Everybody great. really, actually start from the beginning. <laughs> tell everybody... How, the process, because we took a month off, and you that's when you kind of transitioned into your new role. Right. So fill everybody in. So now um, I, I'm a family nurse practitioner, but I have settled at a pediatric clinic, which was not my plan, but it did work out perfect, and I love it. Yeah. How did so, you come to that conclusion? Because you always told me you would never do pediatrics. Well, I've been a school nurse in the past, so <clears> I've worked <throat> with kiddos, but I just did not think... I didn't feel as comfortable with them, of course, as I do now, but I've been an adult trauma nurse for 15 years, so I just assumed adulthood and, you know, geriatrics, that'd be where I would settle in. But then I did my last clinical um, at this pediatric clinic, and the doctor there just kept asking me, I don't understand why you're not doing pediatrics. You know, we love you, the parents love you, the kids love you. And so I started thinking about that, and I realized, you know what, I kind of love them too. And so it just worked out perfect, and... They had an opening, and I just settled right in. Does it make you nervous when you're handling three-day-old babies? Not like it used to, but I do remember my very first day of clinical there. Um, the first time I had to go in, and this newborn was sitting on the table, I was like, yeah, he looks he looks alive, and he's nice and pink. <laughs> and, you know, I remember thinking all these things, and, you know, but then, you know, just like a nurse, I went back to, okay, now you have to assess, you know, all these different things. You you do know what to do. It's just a little bit scary. But within a few weeks, when um, the doctor I was working with, she would she would ask me, she'd be like, do you want to see the 13-year-old? Yes. Or do you want to see the three-day-old? And I'd be like, oh, I want to see the 13-year-old, but I'll go see the three-day-old. Because I always want to push myself to where I'm uncomfortable so that I'll be comfortable later. Um, because normally in a family clinic, you're not going to get the three-day-olds. They're going to go to their pediatrician. So I'd never bothered to, you know, concentrate in that area. But a few weeks in, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, I know exactly what I'm looking for. And I'd listen to my doctor, you know, talk to the parents and, and, and everything. So I felt so much more comfortable. But I also knew that I wanted to be in pe uh, pediatrics later when I would go to take my practice test for my boards and all I could think of was, please let the next one be a pediatric question, because that's just where my comfort zone had fallen. Have you uh, have you considered giving a uh, a physical exam to a 
576 month old because party foul Steve. I'm dead. <laughs> it depends on how much let's, I was paid. Let's let's for the right price I will give everyone anyone almost anyone a physical exam. Let's walk. <laughs> let's walk our public our listeners through the events of December 31st, 2018 oh to January 1st, 2019. <laughs> Biloxi, Mississippi. You're so bad. In the IP Casino when Steve, go ahead, Steve. I do not remember. I do not recall. <laughs> I may We're, have been in the building. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. Oh, here we go, Brandon. Get a kid's perspective. Pretty sure most of the time he doesn't remember anything, so this wouldn't be a big surprise. <laughs> Well, the rest of us do. The rest of us do. That's funny. Yeah, Steve. Steve, as you know, he got fresh with everybody. He, he was <laughs> he was ready to welcome in 2019 in a flourish. And um, you think you're going to stick with pediatrics? Yes. Yeah. It's it's really weird because I can't imagine going back now. But part of it is who you're working with and where it you're is. working. I, the- I have a great team. Um, everyone, everyone is wonderful there, and and I and I work for Cook, and they. They just have a completely different atmosphere from where I came from before. It's just, I mean, before it was great, but but where I'm at now, everyone's just so positive. And maybe it's because we're working with kids. I don't know. I mean, you you know, you're still going to get some patients in there that are a little bit questionable. But for the most part, it's scared parents. Yeah. And you know what? I'm we're parents too. I'm still scared sometimes. Yeah. Well, so you know, you as well, especially with the one you got. I know. Um, <laughs> do you see a lot of flu cases? Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Lots of flu, lots of strep. Tell me about the vaccines. You're still a you're a vaccinator. I am a vaccinator. You believe in it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. All you got to do is you get the kick up in the, for that. Look in the northwest. It's ridiculous. What's going on in the northwest? Well, they have measles. Oh. A lot of measles going on up there, and I think a lot of people think, well, you know, you just you get a cough and you get kind of sick and you might get, um, you know, like a a rash or something, but it's a lot more than that. And you can die from that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have spent time making a vaccine on something that just gives you a rash. Everything that we have a vaccine for can be deadly, and that's why we made a vaccine for it. And I know I think it's uh, – I don't know if it's Denton. It's We've had a couple of cases in, in North Texas as well. You know, I mean, that's just about – I want to say 2001, 2002, but it was gone. Measles was not in the U.S. anymore. But once we stopped vaccinating – it's going to come on. And I think, you know, I see a lot of kickback on Facebook, you know, well, why are you worried if your kids are vaccinated? Okay, well, the one month old is not. The one day old is not vaccinated. And they're the ones most at risk. So, you know, I, I understand everybody has their rights, you know, and they don't want to shoot chemicals and stuff into their body and all of that. Nobody wants to, but it's a lot better than, than having the measles. Yeah. I promise. I mean... It's a simple fix. And I know there was this one lady that had put on Facebook. She was very scared. She's like, my kid's not vaccinated. You know, what do you think I should do? Well, 90% of the comments were maybe vaccinate. I mean, duh, it's right there. So like if I had an open wound everywhere, if I was, if I had a femur fracture and I was bleeding all over the place and I said, hey, what do you think we should do? You might want to put some pressure on it. I mean, it really is that simple. Do something about it. There's things you can do and that does frustrate me because we have lots and lots of people who are immunocompromised and if they come down with that they could die i got a show in my next show's in in everett washington i don't want to come home with the measles if you do don't come home don't come home and just stay up there <laughs> have you had your mmr oh yeah um, yeah yeah That's what you need. I, I, I mean look i i've traveled like i said to all these third world countries over the years and 
And I made sure that my shots were what they needed to be mm-hmm. before I went to these places. I, I've been sick in, in Nigeria. I've been sick in, you know, Central America. I, I know uh, I, I don't want that stuff coming home. No, here's, here's something right here. This is this is a kid who did not get the proper pediatric uh, uh, psychiatric care. Hey, there's a phone call from Gaston Mooney right there. Look, everybody, Gaston Mooney, the president of Blaze TV, the co-president <laughs> of Blaze TV right there. He's calling me and I just declined his call. I want to tell you about this California freshman <clears throat> who says that if Donald Trump builds the wall, have y'all seen this? He says even if he builds a mile of the wall, he's cutting his penis off. That's right. <clears throat> I bet he doesn't. I bet, I bet he, he doesn't. I bet he doesn't. University of California freshman Seth Greenberg has promised to publicly, publicly remove his penis. Uh, he didn't specify the method of removal. Uh, if Donald Trump begins project work on the U.S.-Mexican border wall. Somebody should hold him to it. I got a now. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm so confident that Trump is full of it that I will cut my blank off publicly if he adds even a mile of new wall, stated Greenberg in an on-the-street interview where he was simultaneously protesting prayer in public school. I promise you, he he cuts his pecker off. He's going to scream for God. When pressed about the validity of his claim, Greenberg promised that I will really do this. I feel that if he does actually build any of the wall, me removing my penis publicly will bring worldwide attention to the injustice being inflicted against the Mexican people. Well, I don't know what your penis ever did to you. But this could be his, this could be his that hurts first, me though. just I mean, thinking about be, it. This, this, this could be the first time he's getting circumcised, so he might be just exaggerating how much of his penis he's going to cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's I mean, just the foreskin. I mean, like, <laughs> Greenberg, Briss, I don't know. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking he might get a circumcision on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This kid, um, I bet he doesn't do it. No. Now I now I've never been like. You know, I've I've always been like, okay, would a wall help? Yeah. Or would other things help? Yeah. I I mean, like, I'm not one of these got to build a wall, got to build a wall, got to build a wall people, you know. Um, I think there's a, a lot of things we could do to help. But um, now I now I want them to build at least a mile of wall. I want them to build some wall. Let's do it live <laughs> on the podcast. He's not cutting his penis off in Studio 22. We're not making that offer. We're not a no, Mr. Greenberg. You will now out in the parking lot at Mercury One Studios. We will we will take the remotes out there, and we will line the. But he's not doing it in just Studio outside 22. of the property. This is sacred line. ground. This is this is where Stevie Ray Vaughan stood and played his guitar. He will not cut his penis off in here. I think this is another one of those things where he's he's going full feelings, no facts. Full feelings. Full feelings, and by that I mean so. What are his plans for urination? What are his plans for anything after that? Because I'm not, I just don't see a lot of, I, I would hope he would use a physician or at least somebody that knows what they're doing. But, like, the consequences of doing that are kind of a big deal. Well, here's what I think he should do. I think he should go down to Tijuana and stay down there for a few times and just flash a bunch of cash around and they'll cut it off for him. It's another yeah. case of drawing attention to themselves mm-hmm. where the cause is lost. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of cartel members that will cut it off for you. Um, here's another one. Y'all, you guys, I don't know if you guys ever go out there. There's some really weird, um, there's some really weird quote unquote news websites out there, opinion things out there. Salon.com is one of them. 
Scholar Matt Sears, someday MAGA hats will be shameful secrets like Klan robes. That, that <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. I don't wear a Make America Great Again hat. I don't I don't I never felt the need to. I mean, it's just not my Do you think do you guys think that that's becoming like okay, if I go out in public and I wear a MAGA hat, I'm I'm basically asking for it because this is now what I'm trying to say. What do y'all think on that? Jade, what do you think about that? If asking for something negative to Yeah, you're to asking for it. I mean, you're just going out there looking for trouble at this point. Well, I guess I would turn it around, you know, just like they say that, hey, women should go out wearing whatever they want. They're not asking for it. But, you know, that's the way I was brought up. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, I think you do, should be careful what you're wearing, whether it's right or wrong. You yeah, know. but you're saying if a girl wears a short skirt, that's mm-hmm. a bad philosophy to say, bad logic to say. Well, she just she got raped because she was asking for right. it. Right? No, I and I don't think that that's right. Right. But you know, I am conscious about what I wear. I don't, even though you say all the time, are you really going to go out in that? Well, I mean, you but know, I think hookers that if do I, what hookers do. Hey, no, I think that if I put on a black plastic bag, you would still say, are you really going to go out in that? I mean, I it can't would, believe you're wearing that on TV I right know. now. I knew you were going to say look that. At that. Look at those new shoes. Look at those. Look at that. Look at those <laughs> leopard print shoes. Hold them up there. Is that leopard print? <laughs> yep. Look at you, girl, being all fancy. <laughs> I'm asking for it. You're asking for it. <laughs> Somebody's going to be upset. Probably got your toes did and everything. I did. How many cats gave like, up their lives I for know, those shoes? Some, it's not real. <laughs> leopard it's lives fake. matter. I know. It's mm. fake, fake leopard lives matter. There yes. you go. What do you think, Steve, on that deal? Well, I see mega hats every weekend at your shows. Usually, you may be a dozen this weekend. But I think they're just showing support for the president right. and what they believe in. I don't think they're out there trying to cause hate or cause trouble. Well, Sean, you got a chime on that one? Mark, anything? I don't know. I think uh, now when I see one, I kind of think that they're kind of trying to get trouble. Yeah. But uh, maybe that's just because that's what they've got, and maybe they don't deserve that. Yeah. What do you think, Shawnee? Same thing. I mean, I don't think you're wearing the hat. To show support, you could do that. Like you said, you don't wear your hat and right. you support the president. You don't have to go out. So if you're doing it, you're doing it for a reason. I mean, Kanye didn't wear a MAGA hat to the White House because that's what Kanye wears. Right. He did it for a reason. So I think it's, you're just doing it to rile, either rile people up or you could be doing it to show your support, but I don't think you need to wear it to show your support. But it should be even. Yeah. Because now we're saying those girls are wearing those short skirts for a reason, too. I see what I, you see what I'm saying. It's yeah. not going both ways. So these the women shouldn't, you know, they can wear little nothings, a little crop top and this yeah, little skirt. But he made I'm me change. That. That's what I had on before we came. <laughs> I'm right with that. But I mean, why why do they get to wear that and we support them and we're behind them? But somebody puts a cap on that doesn't have any cuss words, doesn't have anything negative. Yeah. It's talking about making their country great. Why is that not okay? Now you're trying to stir something up, but her over here and her little nothing. She should be defended and and everything. You see, what I, I guess I I just see it that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're both trying to say something. Well, I I think that I think that folks that are wearing the MAGA hats, I think they are trying to say something. I think they're trying to put their support where you know where their convictions are, and they're trying to do that in a public way. I don't appreciate the way that people have taken the MAGA hats and made it an evil thing like like it's automatically a clan hood or it's automatically a sign of racism or it's automatically a sign of hate 
you know, that's unfair. That's that that's because this goes back to let's take the Jesse Smollett situation. So, <clears throat> well, if they were wearing MAGA hats, well, then it's it's a quick and easy leap to believe that they would commit a hate crime against a guy out on the streets of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Of course, they would commit a hate crime because we've been led to believe that anybody doing that, you know, they're 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 Charlottesville protesters. They're out there ready to, you know, they carry tiki torches and all these things. And that it's an unfair characterization. And I think that what's happening is you have a lot of folks that are conservatives who are trying to say, no, we're going to wear it because you we're not going to let you characterize us. We're not going to let you put us in a stereotype. We're going to prove that we're normal American citizens. We pay our taxes. We love our families. We go to church. We do, you know, wherever we whatever we do. You know, we work hard, we make a living, and we vote the way we want. And we're, you know, we believe the way we believe, and we're going to signify that. So it's a it's a tricky thing. I just don't have the energy. I mean, I, you know, look, I, I come out on a pr- public platform, and you know who I support. I mean, I'm, I'm all over the place. Be- people can't confuse what I believe, so I don't feel the need to go out and put a MAGA hat on. Plus, I don't, I don't, I don't think they look that great. So. <laughs> it's a, a style issue for me. You know? I saw you wear a vagina hat once. I, I'll put the vagina hat on, to make a point. Brandon, you're 12 years old. I, you tell me. You're in the sixth grade. Tell me what you think on this subject. What, what, did the, what do your peers think of this? I don't see the point in wearing the hats, honestly. I really don't see the point. What do you know? You're 12 years old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what have your friends said? Do what you want to talk about said? it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try not to go political on them. Oh yeah. boy, that's probably yeah. that's probably smart. Yeah, I know. But you should hear what those sixth graders are talking about. They're all talking about college and where they're going to go and all these plans and doing drugs in the bathroom. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but you in are sixth not. grade. I was still worried about what my GI Joes were. Just that's wait. Insane. <laughs> Just wait till your baby is there. It's, it's a completely crazy. different world. Getting crazy. Therein I, lies the the issue with like the mainstream media. That is the power of the mainstream media. So, and 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 here's the funny thing. So on CNN this morning, uh, what's a girl's name? You can you can see it pretty quick and easy if you go there. She said, "I have not found a single reputable news source that came out uh, and and was on Jussie Smollett's side." She said these these were just celebrities who were doing that. You can't confuse celebrities with the mainstream media. And I'm like, girl, what what rock is your head been under? Mm-hmm. I mean, all the all the mainstream deals came out. MSNBC did, CNN did consistently. It's like, where, what are you talking about? So they they're bending the narrative in such a way that our brains are just being turned to mush. We don't know what to believe anymore, and then we're just being brainwashed at this point. Of of what do we you know what do we think about this or that? It's so fast. It's happening so yeah, it's fast. Quick. You can react. You literally can react right away. Just, just like the video of Reverend Swindle, you react right away, and somebody could take that and put a spin and said, "Chad, Chad is a bit. He's he's he hates religion. Yeah. He hates God." And it's like, and there's no re- and there's no time to say, I mean, "Let me step back and stop and think about it." Same thing like Jesse Smollett. People are just right away, "Oh my God! Oh my God! It's just so bad! It's so bad! We have racists everywhere. It's Chicago, negative fifteen degrees." But then now the narrative, now the narrative is kind of changing. Nobody's going to take a step back and say. Oh, let's take let's come back and apologize, or let's look at my Instagram feed and say, "Oh, I'm sorry for doing." It. They don't say it's sorry; they just delete it right away, and yeah. you just forget about it. It's, you, you're meant to just move on, forget about it, pass on. What's the next? What's the next thing to argue about, or what's the, what's the next thing that's going to pop up and trigger me? Well, okay, so this this episode is taking place on a Monday. Now let's let's watch and see what happens this week. That that becomes the narrative this week. Let's pay attention. And then next Monday we'll talk about it because I guarantee you the mainstream media will have a new narrative this week. There will be another crisis. There will be another issue. 
Um, did you hear the story this week about the guy who pulled a gun and tried, it was last week, pulled a gun in Dollar General and tried to rob the store? And there was a guy in the back of the store who had a gun. Did y'all hear this story? No. Yeah, see, of course you didn't hear this story because the mainstream media didn't want you to hear this story. So here they are, Dollar General, guys trying to rob the store. And guess what? Guy in the back of the store sees what's going on. He walks up, shoots and kills a guy. So this is the Second Amendment in play. I mean, this, this is what happens. But the good guy with a gun narrative, the mainstream media is not going to talk about that. Uh, there was also a guy who um, this past week who pulled a gun on someone wearing a MAGA hat. But we don't hear about that. We don't hear about that. We hear about Jesse Smollett and hate crime, but we don't hear about this deranged liberal who pulls a gun on somebody wearing a MAGA hat. Those are the things that the, the narrative is being bent. It's being twisted. And I promise you, if we're not paying attention to that and really going out there and trying to find the real news sources, we're getting led astray. It's They're, so hard. It's hard. You go, I mean, you have, to, you, have to, you have to actually do research now. It's, you don't get the Walter Cronkite of news anymore. Where yeah. it's like, hey, this is this is this is what news is. It's more like you have to literally search through every website or every source, every podcast, every video, and and you have to weave your own story to make your own news because you don't know what's right or what's wrong. It's a pro- uh, process of elimination. Yeah, which is sad. so. Should Jesse lose his job? I think he's he was already losing his job. He shouldn't. Okay. Be allowed, he should I think just, the reason that he staged the whole deal was he was losing his job. Yeah, he's okay. about to get kicked off the show. Because I just feel like if a tweet can make someone lose their job on TV, I would think something this thought out and this big of a deal. Oh, he Jesse, should have a Jesse's about to face a grand jury. Yeah. To see if okay. he needs to be indicted. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I mean, this they're actually calling for serious. I mean, even folks on both sides are saying this could have gotten bad. Talk about a backfire. I don't, yeah. The thing is, I don't think something like that could start a race war. I think, I think, I think the average American is too smart to just say, "Hey, let's go, let's go out and start a race war right now." I don't know. You're gonna get your, you're gonna get your crazy people that are gonna defend or object to it. But I don't think we're gonna start a race war because some guy made up a story about him getting a noose around his neck and he waited 40 minutes to call the cops to get attacked. Like if you, again, if you, if you process the story and you start putting pieces together, my wife said right away, "I don't believe the story." And I'm like, okay, babe, because we always just back and forth. I'm like, sure, you don't believe the story right away. But she said, I don't believe the story. It's going to come out. I'm like, okay. But then the facts started coming out. You know, a week later, oh, yeah, it took 40 minutes for him to call the cops. And then when he came up, he still had the noose around his neck. What? Right. If I just got attacked and there's a noose around my neck, the first thing I would do once they left was take the noose off of my neck. I'm not going to be like, it's evidence. Let me just leave it there for an extra 40 minutes to call, call, call <laughs> the cops. I'm not touching anything. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> like, it's just, it was just so Break out the chalk. Not think, unless you're into some real kink. <laughs> Brandon, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think I think the media, and especially the news, are they just have this vision of what they want reality to be, and they're trying everything in their power to make other people see the way they want to see the world. There you go. Instead you of go. actual facts, it's just whatever they want. A 12-year-old gets it. 12-year-old gets it. But I think that, <clears throat> you know, I've said over and over again that Twitter's a barn fire. I mean, it's crazy. It's a dumpster fire. And everybody wants to get on there and hate on everybody. I mean, if Ron Perlman, Hellboy, or Sons of Anarchy, whatever, get on there. Watch, look at his Twitter. That cat is unhinged. He's unhinged. Oh my God! Yes, check out it. Go go read his Twitter feed. He's losing his mind. He has been for years. Look at um 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 Meathead uh um Rob Reiner. Look at his Twitter feed. These people are unhinged, man. Uh, golly. Then, then Ellen Page comes out. Everybody know who Ellen Page mm-hmm. is, right? Juno? Juno. 
So Juno, Juno she's she's a she's a um yeah, don't worry about it. Don't Steve doesn't know. Trust me. See, I know, I know. Sweet, <laughs> so it's okay. The uh <clears throat> so Juno, Ellen Page, she was in the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, uh Inception. Mm-hmm. So she's she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she came out and she was on Stephen Colbert, who was talking about, uh, you know, she was saying this is not OK to have this hate crime talking about in defense of Jesse Smollett. She said, you know, basically saying this isn't alleged. You can't say this is alleged. This is a hate crime. This is what it is. Well, it was alleged and now it's being proven false. So. Uh, she also was the one who said came out against Chris Pratt recently because he attends Hillsong Church out in California, and she said it's an anti-LGBTQ uh, community of faith, and how dare he do something like that? That's and that's just simply again you're twisting the narrative mm-hmm. of that, and it's 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 just absolutely ludicrous on these things. So you're right. I said you know we got all these folks out here, as Brandon said. They want they want to create their own version of reality. The only way they can do that is if they vilify the people that they feel are against them. Now, we're sitting in here with with, you know, seven people. And I know Sean and I don't share the same political philosophies. We don't have the same ideologies about religion. We don't have the same thoughts when it comes to the way the world works. But That's OK. We're still best of friends. I don't want to hang around with people that just are yes men and believe everything like I believe. I don't want that. I want people who can challenge me. I don't want you to try to deceive me because that's wrong. I want you to challenge me. You know, I don't I mean, how do you how do you raise your children in this world? I challenge them. I don't deceive them. I don't try to get them to come along to my worldview by deceiving them and lying to them and saying, listen, you should vote conservative for the rest of your life. You know why? Because Democrats, Democrats hate you. They hate you. If they ever got you alone in a back alley, they would probably kill you or rape you or something like that. Why would I lie like that? Why would I lie? I would rather challenge you with my own convictions, and then you make up your own mind. Right. And that's the, what I'm basically saying to the world is stop trying to brainwash everybody. Stop lying. Stop vilifying everybody and making them evil just because you disagree with them. Pisses me off. Well, and I think we should remember what happened with Jesse was with Jesse, not all liberals. Exactly. They're not all supporting him. Right. You know, th- that was one person, so we can't just clump everybody into that. Well, see, the beauty of due process is it makes your tweets age better. So, so like, Nancy Pelosi, if she would have embraced due process of the law and waited until the facts were in and people were proven guilty, then she wouldn't have had to delete, delete her tweet. Right. But that's why you see all these people who say, boy, that, that, that tweet did not age well. <laughs> due process helps your stuff age better. Well, or she could have just said, sure wish I'd have had the real facts. I yeah. mean, she could have said something to that instead of deleting it. Yeah. Because now she, I mean, she looks bad anyways, but that makes her look even worse to delete it at this point. Too many people need things like hate crimes to exist in order for their worldview to continue. And that's unfortunate. And and unfortunately, there is hate. There is hate crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stand against it. I think everybody in this room stands against it. Um, I, I don't really don't know anybody that doesn't stand against it. And I promise you, if you don't, then I don't have much use for you as no. a human being. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, by and large, that's not the world we live in. 
I've said it over and over again. People have heard me a million times say there's a real world and there's a virtual world. The real world, if I'm walking into a, a restaurant or a store and there's a lady walking in behind me, I don't care if she's Asian, she's African-American. Why, I, I'm going to hold the door open for her. I'm going to say hello, good morning. How are you? These kind of things. I'm not going to then I'm going to go into the restaurant. I'm going to sit down. I'm not going to start up some political argument with every patron in the restaurant and say, (laughs) well, hey, you you're not like me. What's your political philosophy? And then boom, 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 start banging on them. But then I go online and I start arguing with everybody who I might disagree with. And they're total strangers. So don't (laughs) confuse the virtual world with the real world. You know, that's the crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. How are we doing on time? We probably got to get out of here, don't we? We got to go. All right. Jade. Everybody's sticking around. we got more episodes to come. I want to make sure everybody goes energyogre.com. Use promo code WATCHCHAD. Subscribe to theblazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Or you can use CPS, Chad Prather Show, not the people that will come get your children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Jade, unfortunate. <laughs> so how, do you like the Humor Me show? You like where we're at on Yeah, that? I love it. Yeah? It's funny. Tells a story. It does. I, I like Whenever it comes up during the show and it'll say, okay, the conversation or, you know, it kind of tells you what's about to happen, what's next yeah. in the show. I like that. Well, I got to give props and kudos to, to Jason and Sean because they do, they work hard, first of all. Uh, they're they're behind the eight ball all the time because and they're pressed for time because they got to get it done, got to get it done. And we're shooting this thing on the road and on the fly and so much has got to, so many moving parts. There's a, there's a lot of production. I don't know anybody else that's really putting this kind of level of production in what we're doing because so many shows on Blaze are like this show where it's a, a podcast-type setting and things like that, well, which Sean is doesn't great. sleep. He's like you. Neither one no, of you No, like, sleep. so at 3 a.m., if uh-huh. I got a thought, I know I can text uh-huh. him, and he's awake. Like, I don't worry about it. Even if he's asleep, I still don't bother him. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm... I'm yeah. always texting. My wife's like, I get up in the morning, and I just know I have texts from you. Yeah. And I know I'm Jason. I, I bother Jason on time. Like, I'm up all the time, and it's it's where mm-hmm. I work better. Jason's got some girl in the bed with him, and he's going, hey, honey, I think you're laying on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that be body sure, butter. Be sure to – hey, listen, if you're, if, I want to encourage you to do something. If you're, if you're watching this by video on YouTube or Facebook, we brought it to you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go over to iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, wherever wherever you get your podcasts. And even if you continue to watch us here, would you do me a favor? Still, still subscribe to the Chad Prather Show, wherever podcasts are available, and also uh, download them each week. Even if you listen to them right here, get there. That way it helps us on rankings, it helps us on ratings, and it gets this message out here, and we really appreciate that. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoy us. If not, Just don't leave a review. But we love you guys. (laughs) We appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.